How's it going, FCS football fans? Welcome to the 2019 SWAC preview here on the FCS Opening Drive podcast, presented by Football Game Plan and the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I am David Hassigan. With me, as always, the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Emery, how's it going? Going fine, man. And, you know, we're talking college football, talking FCS, and it's always an exciting time. Always an exciting time. We're, we're less than two weeks away, folks. Less than two weeks from the opening of the college football season. It's absolutely insane how fast this summer has flown by. And if you haven't, if you're wondering, sitting here wondering, wait, I'm listening to the SWAC podcast. Where are the rest of the conferences at? Well, obviously you haven't been paying attention enough. You can go onto SoundCloud or iTunes and you can listen to back to now every single conference preview from the Big Sky all the way now to the SWAC. On demand, you can listen to them on there, about 30 minutes long a piece, so we're, we're giving you a, a little bit of a break this time. I think it was an hour last year for our preview, so we're, we're giving you a little bit of a break, uh, but you can listen to them there. Don't forget, you can go to footballgameplan.com and youtube.com slash footballgameplan for all of Emery's videos where he breaks down everything in much more detail. And don't forget to listen out as well for the big 2019 FCS opening drive preview show, which will be coming out next week, either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Uh, we will have that recording coming out to you before the FCS kickoff game between Villanova and Colgate on the 24th. Uh, don't forget, folks, we have a book coming out. Emery, you want to tell them about the book? A go-go offense. You can order that book at footballgameplan.com slash go-go offense. William & Mary's offensive coordinator, Brendan Marion, details his entire offense, soup to nuts, play designs, play diagrams, everything that you need to know about the explosive offense that's tearing up college football fields and lighting up the scoreboards across the nation. The go-go offense, you can find it on our website, footballgameplan.com slash go-go offense. Pre-order it. It releases August 25th, something we're excited about. We're also excited about the football game plan show that you can find on Game Plus Network. If you're in the Northeast area, check your local listings for channel listings every Thursday and Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Certainly, we will keep an eye on that. It's weird being on television a little bit, isn't it? It's kind of, it's kind of a kind of a nice feeling, though. Kind of kind of kind of refreshing. Yeah, you made the, a couple of appearances on the show. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a little bit in. Uh, get some appearances on there. We were out at Fordham University uh, doing a couple things there. We've got other local colleges that we're going to be going out to to. It's funny you've been on. Practice. You've been on television, but you still don't have a Twitter. Avatar. <laughs> I'm not good at the screen grab. That's all I can say. That's all. How I about can say. you just t- have someone take a picture and post it? Because right now you look like a troll. <laughs> I mean, that that's an argument that some people could make even when they meet me live. But you know what? We'll move Fair on. Enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll move on. Let's talk about the 2018 season in the SWAC, Emery. And it was a uh, kind of as much as things change, things kind of stay the same. In terms of the two divisions, the East and the West, again, the SWAC, the only conference to have uh, the two-division system in the FCS level. Uh, But Alcorn State, steady as she goes to the top of the East, although they did get challenged a little bit this past season from a couple of one one expected source and maybe one unexpected one. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The SWAC is, is strong. I like the SWAC. I like the depth. And we saw this last year. We were excited about the SWAC and, and what they were able to do, um, you know, especially in the early part of the season when we saw Prairie View A&M. We thought, wait a minute, SWAC may have its cake and eat it too. You may get a, a Celebration Bowl team, and you may get 
a team to backdoor their way into the playoffs. So it's exciting time to swag. Let's see if they can carry that over to 2019. Certainly last year, Alabama A&M took a, a nice step forward. Jackson State looked good in the East. Um, even Alabama State went three and four in conference play. So a good year for them as well here. But let's talk about the West because the West was absolutely crazy. And Southern takes back the title going seven and four. They get six and two in conference play. They knock off uh, Grambling from the top of the of the mountain there. Southern, do you think they're there to stay put in the West or is it just going to be another dogfight? Well, as long as head coach Dawson Odoms is there, they're going to have a shot. He has a fantastic uh, coaching staff. He have he has put together a great coaching staff, and they're strong on offense. They're strong on defense. They develop well. Shout out to Coach Odoms and his staff for what he's been able to do at Southern. Certainly. So and, uh, another delightful surprise last year was Prairie View A&M. Uh, really a good team last season uh, with four and three in conference play, five and six overall. But this is a team you told the fans to watch out for. Prairie View certainly stepped up last season. There were a few plays away from knocking off Rice and yep. knocking off Sam Houston State, you know, to start the season. And yep. they beat the breaks off North Carolina Central in a swack meak challenge. Had they won those two other games, this could be a different conversation we're having about the Panthers. And again, when you have Coach Dooley down there doing this thing, great coach, finally got that head coaching job, and he proved it was good a good choice by Prairie View A&M putting him in the head, head seat, and he did some great things in year one. And we'll certainly look for more of that from the Panthers in year two. Again, Alabama A&M, though, another good team to go forward. As you said, the SWAC, could they be a little bit uh, – they might have surpassed the MEAC a little bit in terms of the depth of the conference. What do you think? You, you could make a case. I mean, if we look at, let's say, what, the top half of the, the MEAC, you got uh, A&T, Bethune, um, Florida A&M. And I think that's the, the cream of the crop based off what we saw last year. You have your teams that are kind of, you know, you're flying all units, your Morgan States, your South Carolina States. But you look at the SWAC, you got Alcorn, A&M should be strong again, Alabama A&M that is. Prairie View should be good. Southern is good. Grambling is always good. I don't know, man. You you may be right on that one. It's going to be, we'll, we'll certainly get the, uh, the testing as the year goes along, though, between out-of-conference games and, of course, the Celebration Bowl, which will come out at the end of the year. Always a fantastic game. Shout out to the Celebration Bowl. You're right. Always, a cel- always a, a, an excellent game. I missed last year for the first year. I had a broadcast to do that day. Mm. Um, and not a broadcast. I had to cover the Giants game. And so I missed that one for the first year. It was outstanding. Every year, it's always a great game. Um, I kind of like it. I'm well, saying it, it, I kind of like it, but I really do like going. I know I love the people that work for the Celebration Bowl. The, it's always a great event. The the kids there, the students there are are involved in it, and um, they they want to be there. It's a great atmosphere, and you know playing in the Mercedes Benz Dome is outstanding. Certainly, and and, and a trip back home for you as well. So that's always a nice thing, I'm sure. Back home, um, well. Close to it, at least. <laughs> Atlanta, like, eight hours away. That's like saying, <laughs> yeah, he, Pittsburgh is very close to New York City. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm just saying. It, it's At least you get down to warmer climates in, in the winter. Uh, Moving let's, let's, on, let's, Dave. <laughs> let's move on to the, uh, the best returning players from 2018 uh, that we're going to keep an eye on. 
where the last uh, podcast we did, the Southland uh, podcast, of course, you can listen to that here on SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you're listening. We talked about quarterback play in the SWAC. It's much more about the running game and the running backs. And two that stick out of my mind from last year that are going to be back. Got to start with Noah Johnson from Alcorn State. Ran for over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. He was a key part of their offense going forward. And Dewanya Tucker, the running back from Prairie View A&M, who really just turned on uh, the show in so many of the games that uh, Prairie View had last year. Ran for over 1,100 yards. Only had six touchdowns, incredibly. But really a good player on the offensive side of the ball. But the defensive side of the ball is where a lot of prospects come out of this conference. So, Emory, who do you have there? Well, first, Noah Johnson, you know, the quarterback. Any strides he makes, you know, as far as the passing game, is to go along with what he can do running the football is going to be tremendous for their offense. Yes, they can run. Yes, he can run. But if he can be, he doesn't have to be great and throw 500 yards a game. Doesn't have to be prolific. But what he did last year, I thought he he took some strides forward. If he can take bigger steps forward on that regard, in addition to running like he did, they're going to be a problem offensively. But defensively, keep an eye on the incoming incoming player. He's a senior. He's been well traveled, but he's a really good prospect. And that's Emmanuel Olinga that's going to Jackson State. He was at Campbell. He was a mm. phenomenal pass rusher. Tremendous pass rusher. Then he transferred, set out last year, and now he's a senior ending, ending up at Jackson State. That right there is a guy that's that has Sunday talent. So keep an eye on him. I think he's going to be fantastic uh, this season. Finally getting back on the field getting after the quarterback. And I also want to toss in another offensive player and, and Jalen Morton, the quarterback for Prairie View A&M. We saw him hit the, the blocks running, uh, throwing the football all over the place. Great accuracy deep down the field was a key contributor or key part in that game that, that near upset versus Rice had a big game against North Carolina Central. I think when you talk about him in conjunction with Dewanya Tucker, like you mentioned, Prairie View's offense and growth in the second year of Coach Dooley's system, they should be prolific. They really should be, and they're going to be a team I, I think should be a dark horse to possibly win the whole thing uh, this year in the SWAC, but we'll get to that later. Again, folks, this is the 2019 SWAC preview show here presented by Football Game Plan and the FCS opening drive. You can follow that on Twitter, by the way, as well as myself and Emery at David underscore Hassagan and at FBall Game Plan. Uh, for more updates on the NFL, college, whatever you are looking for, football-related. Emery, let's get into the new faces in the conference this year. We have two new coaches uh, like we had in the Southland. We have two new coaches here in the SWAC. And we start with Jackson State. Uh, new head man there is John Hendrick. Uh, this is a guy who's been all over the place during his coaching career. Had a very good career at Pittsburgh where he was a defensive lineman. Is this the kind of hire that... Jackson State needs to get that last little jump over the hurdle to get to the top of the East. Yeah, because they have to be back in, in contention once again. This is a premier program. They have one of the best stadiums uh, mm -hmm. in the in the conference, in the FCS. You know, it's a blue blood program, in my opinion. A lot of history we know with Jackson State. I'm glad they removed the interim tag from Coach Hendrick and yes. allowing him to coach his football team. That's going to be huge because continuity is king. I think he's going to do a great job. It's actually only the uh, second time he's taken over as a full-time uh, head coach. His other head coaching job in college 
was with the Benedict Tigers of the Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference from 2003 to 2006. Uh, so he's been he's been all over the place, though. He's been at places like Kansas State, Mississippi State, Temple, Tulane, Alabama State. He's last few jobs he's had have been in the conference here. So he certainly knows the area. He knows the region. And he certainly showed that uh, becoming the interim head coach and as the defensive coordinator at Jackson State. Let's move on to the other new face, and that's at Texas Southern. Clarence McKinney takes over in his first season. What can we talk about here with Texas Southern, uh, new their new head coach? What what does he bring to the table? He brings a, he, he he understands the area, and if you understand the area, Houston, you're also able to recruit Houston. And if you're able to keep a fence around that city, you're going to be good. And I think Texas Southern is another one of those sleeping giant programs. I think I think so too. Texas Southern really had a down year last year, two and nine, one and six. They've had a, a couple of years in a row now where they've just kind of struggled to get anything going, get any kind of uh, boost off the start. They were two and nine two years ago, and you go back to 2016, even they were they were four and seven. So that fall has been coming over the last couple of years. So hopefully, uh, Coach McKinney can bring them back to prominence for the Tigers. So good luck to both of those uh, new head coaches, though going into their first years. Let's talk about what storylines we're looking at, Emory, for the SWAC. And I'm going to start with Alabama A&M. I think this could be, could be the year where they finally unseat Alcorn. They've moved up to 6-5. and five. They're going now into a second season under their head coach. So I think that everything is set for Connell Maynard to really take this Alabama A&M Bulldogs team to the top of the East. I think Alcorn's reign, it could come to an end this season. Well, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the SWAC in Akil Glass, who has taken great steps forward each and every year. And he's playing for a quarterback in Connell Maynard. Here, listen, he's a junior this year. I think he's going to be the, the next great QB to come out the SWAC. Uh, so he's going to put together a phenomenal year this season. And then next year when he's a senior, all the pro scouts, if they're not already doing so now, doing their homework with on him as a junior, they'll be there in Huntsville, Alabama, his senior season, as he's going to be. He's a really good player. He's been that way since his freshman year, in my opinion. So I'll be watching that as well. I will also be watching what Jackson State does because, again, they mm. close out the season 2-1. and one. Um, They finish 5-5. Five and five. I just talked about Emmanuel Olenga, the defensive line, lineman that they're going to get a pass rusher. So – if they're able to build on how they finish, well, how they, they're going to start, then Jackson State could be a, a really good team in the SWAC. So that's one thing I'll be keeping an eye on. I think something I've got, everybody's got to watch this year in the SWAC is definitely the brawl that is coming in the West Division. Southern took the crown back last year. Grambling will not take that lightly. Prairie View, as we said, was so close to being right there with them, including with a win over an FBS opponent. The West could be a three-way you could have a triple threat match, really, is basically what it is, to use a wrestling reference here in the Western Division between Southern, Prairie View, and Grambling. That's going to be an awesome game to watch, and any game involving those two, one of the, two of those three teams against each other could be an, a critical ball game. Keep an eye on, on all Corn State's defense as well, too. Uh, Terry Worthington, outstanding linebacker. I think because he's able to play at the second level, and here's something that Coach Priori talked about when we talked to him uh, when we were at, at Stony Brook, and this is something that I've always thought as well. When you're when your philosophy offensively, 
is running the ball, your defensive front seven will be good by default because you're practicing against that physical nature of an offense every day. And that's yes. so true with all corn state. So we're, uh, Whittington, I'm sorry, is the guy that, that that's the linebacker that you should note. And if that defense for all corn is dominant, along with their ability to close out games and, and, and run the ball, like we know they can do, they have a tremendous tailback themselves and Deshaun Waller, who's, you know, a, a pro prospect uh, in his own right. So, I mean, keep an eye on that defense, especially the front seven for all corn, because if they are dominant, this team could be special. I think another thing we should look at here are the first year coaches. We've seen it in this conference a lot where first year coaches have some pretty good success. We've seen it at Alabama A&M. We've seen it other places around the two new coaches coming in this year. You got two very different situations. Jackson State trending up. Uh, obviously, John Hendrick took over the reins at the end of last year as the interim head coach, so he can possibly continue that momentum. While Coach McKinney kind of have a struggling program at Texas Southern, so it'll be interesting to see how those two new coaches with two different situations that they're dealing with deal with getting um, move forward and getting their program up near the top of their respective divisions. How um, about second-year coaches? You know, this year yeah. is something to keep an eye on. Vincent Dancy at uh, Valley. And also Cedric Thomas at Arkansas Pine Bluff. You know, Arkansas Pine Bluff, I want to say, what, 2012, they won the conference. So they've had success recently. Valley, nine wins in, you know, in a course of, what, uh, six six seasons or something like that, six, seven seasons. Mm -hmm. So what progress can Valley make? And, you know, these are second-year coaches with their respective teams. So now they can start really implementing their philosophy and start building on what foundation was laid last year. So looking to see the growth in both Valley and Pine Bluff this year. Let's talk about the schedule for 2019, Emory. And SWAC schedules are very interesting because you see a lot of games against other HBCU uh, opponents from lower divisions. You see some crossover games with the MEAC. But the biggest thing to watch in this is the out-of-conference games against FBS opponents. And I'm going to start with Grambling's schedule. Their first two games at Louisiana Monroe and at Louisiana Tech. We're going to get a good read on how Grambling could be. I don't know if they win either one of those games, but we're certainly going to get a barometer of where they are in terms of being prepared for that fight in the West in the in the SWAC this season. Well, it's a great travel schedule. I mean, because they're right there, you know, along the same interstate. They can, they literally can go knock on La Tech's door and, and be right there, and then drive a few ways across the state, the top of the state and knock out UL Monroe. So traveling in the beginning parts of the country is, <laughs> is, you know, it's pretty good for, for them. So glad that schedule was able to work out, but you talk about openers, the MEAC SWAC challenge is going to be a big one this year, September 1st, Jackson state, Bethune Cookman, mm-hmm. Bethune looks like a, a team to beat in the MEAC. This is a great barometer for Jackson state. We saw Prairie view come out, in that opener last year against North Carolina Central and dominate and really smoke them, ran them out the stadium. Can Jackson State have this type of impact that could springboard them into what could be a special season? You talk about some of those other crossover games. I've got one here for you. Southern at Florida A&M. I mean, this is one of the classic classics, if you will, between these two teams. We thought we were going to get this. We thought we had it in the Celebration Bowl. And then it all kind of fell apart in the last three weeks. But that's going to be week four this year, Southern at A&M. 
always a great game between those two. There's a reason they call them classics, folks. You have to be there to witness one to understand why. But this is going to be a great game between two great teams. Yeah, because that used to be the Atlanta Classic, and they used to sell out the Georgia Dome uh, when they played, and they hadn't played for quite some time. So now that that game is back on the schedule, expected to sell out again. I would also look at Alabama A&M with a big test September 21st at Sanford. Now, and I say big test because we know Sanford has lost Devlin Hodges, Calvin McKnight, Ahmad Gooden. So, yes, this may not be the Sanford team of old or, or the last four years, but it's still a name program in the FCS. And yeah. you talk about out-of-conference wins for teams coming from the SWAC. Because right now they have Morehouse on that schedule, uh, Pine Bluff, they, those, those are the two games that they open up with. And then they also have Central State after that Sanford game. So you got two Division II programs on the schedule. So if you're Alabama A&M and you're trying to make some waves, you got to run the table. Uh, and in between that, they also have North Alabama, which is not too far away, Florence, Alabama, and also uh, Sanford. So that's two out-of-conference wins, potentially, that could happen for them if they're able to get those, those Ws against a team from the Big South, which we know tends to put two teams in the playoffs and a team from the SOCON, which we know is one of the stronger conferences in the FCS. So actually those two games to me for Alabama A&M are huge because that's shown, that can also help strengthen the SWAC's case for an out-of-conference, for, for I'm sorry, an at-large bid in the playoffs if the top two teams that are playing in the SWAC title game uh, don't have a chance to go to the playoffs. So the out-of-conference scheduling is key especially if you're Alabama A&M because you have two D2s on your schedule. Another, another big game that we're going to keep an eye out for here, Week 9, Southern at Alcorn, the two t- teams that met in the SWAC title game last year, matching up against each other in Week 9. Uh, this is going to be a, a true battle. Again, Alcorn, we know how strong they can be in the East. How good can they be against the entire SWAC division this year? That's going to be a real barometer, and we're in the second half of the season at that point. So a huge game for both as they try to establish their playoff positions. Well, honestly, Alcorn, they open up at Southern Miss, uh, got Mississippi College there. Shout out to the Choctaws um, right there in Clinton, Mississippi, Division II program. Yep. Uh, McNeese after that. So that's a that's a tough you know, three-week stretch before they get into the game against Prairie View. But not I would also either. look not easy, right? I would look at Alabama State, you know, September 14th against Kennesaw State. They got blasted last year by the Owls. Right. A lot of a lot of new faces on that Owls offense. Here's a statement game for Alabama State if they can get the victory. And that'll certainly be a test as well for uh for Kennesaw. If they lose that ball game, it's gonna be a lot of people in the big south are gonna be looking saying, Hey, we might have a chance this time around. But certainly a big game for Alabama State, who will be looking for revenge it's hot take time and again this is the swack which as we've argued numerous times we've had this debate with uh myself you myself and uh mike mccarthy about which tailgates are the best in fcs football and i, I think we've kind of come to an agreement that the swack is probably the best overall food so we deserve a, a an excellent hot take from both of us for this uh final conference so what do you have for us you know it, it's tough to give this take because of how the SWAC is set up, but I'm going to give it anyway because mm-hmm. I think it could happen this year because uh, I think there are going to be multiple teams that are strong um, and we know the top team goes to the Celebration Bowl. I think a SWAC 
team gets an at-large bid in the playoffs. There we go. That's what we're looking for. Now, I won't ask you which team, but which division do they come out of? <laughs> I can't give you that. It's not like you're you're dealing with a 14-team conference. You do process of elimination and figure that out. So, no, I'm not going to tell you which side <laughs> of the conference they're on, but I do like four teams in this in this conference this year to be in the mix for the conference title. And I think they'll do a great job with the, you know, with their schedule, both out of conference and in conference until they have to play one another. So I think you'll see a team that has a strong enough resume find themselves in the playoffs. Well, you talked about the, uh, we talked about the strength of the SWAC and early in the show, I mentioned the possible, you know, possibly they were catching up to the MEAC, if not maybe a little bit past the MEAC in terms of the overall depth of the conference. There's only one thing, only one time in the first four Celebration Bowls has a SWAC team won the game. And that was Grambling over North Carolina Central in 2016, only by a 10-9 scoreline. I predict whoever wins the SWAC title game and goes to the Celebration Bowl will win that ball game by three touchdowns this season, no matter who the opponent is from the MEAC. I think the SWAC is that strong. I was about to say, I was waiting on the hot take. And man, so you're calling for a blowout. I think a blowout is definitely in the cards. If no matter who the, the SWAC team is, I think they've gotten that strong as a conference. I think they've surpassed the MEAC as the best HBCU conference in the country. We'll see, man. You know, because you're going to hear a lot from MEAC fans. But to be to be fair, the SWAC has gotten stronger over the years. And yes. I think because he recruited better at the quarterback position. They've gotten some great QBs uh, to come through the swag. And so you get good QP, good QB play in college football. Nine times out of ten, your team is going to be good. And we've seen some great players come out of this conference as well uh, over the past few years. I know one of your favorite players in the NFL right now, Tariq Cohen, uh, was, came out of this conference. He was the uh, well, he came out of the Celebration Bowl, at least, from the HBCUs. All the HBCUs really have gotten stronger. Uh, over the last couple of years in terms of the national stage. Uh, I think we've seen that with the rise of A&T the last few years. We've seen that last year with Southern, Alcorn, and Prairie View uh, really stepping up. So the HBCU schools are going to be very tough games this year uh, in terms of the out-of-conference schedule across all of FCS football, but I think the SWAC will certainly take that step forward as they have for the past 10 years or so uh, going forward into 2019. Again, folks, that will wrap it up here for the 2019 SWAC preview. We have now done all of the conference, Emory, all the conferences, Emory. We've made it to the end. We've made it through our 5K. This, this, this wasn't a marathon. It was just the 5K to start with, a good train, good warm-up, because we got the big preview coming up next week. We will be going back to our at least hour-long format for the big preview. We'll have Craig Kaley on there, hopefully to talk about the FCS, if his schedule allows. He's a busy man, just like uh, our man Emery Hunt is here. So we'll hopefully have him on to discuss all of the FCS nationwide picture. We might even talk about our own top 25 polls, which I'm sure will draw some ire from uh, everyone out there in Twitter land. But we're getting close to it, folks, just two weeks away. Emery, is there anything else the fans need to do to prepare for this season? Just continue to, to support football game plan and footballgameplan.com, man, because we we've covered this this conference, this subdivision, soup to nuts, A to Z, um, and and we're gonna do it once again this year. 
We're going to do that for everybody. We play no favorites here, folks. We will talk, of course, about the CA and the Missouri Valley, but we're going to talk about everybody from the big sky all the way down to the swag. We will have you covered here in 2019 like we have. And thank you again so much for your support. Uh, it's been overwhelming, not only on SoundCloud and iTunes here, but also on the Internet, on uh, YouTube.com and at FootballGamePlan.com with the videos. Uh, thank you so much for watching those. And again, if you haven't pre-ordered the GoGo Offense yet, you can do that at FootballGamePlan.com. Pre-order those now. Uh, the book will be coming out, what is it, next next week, Emery? Two weeks? Next week. I want to say the 20th. It's, it's coming out on the 25th, and I think that's next week. There we go. So coming out the 25th, you can still pre-order that book now. The go-go offense, it's certainly a must-read for any offensive football nut. Uh, it, it's a crazy offense to watch, I, I will tell you that. So pre-order the book. Listen out on all the podcasts going all the way back to the big sky. Keep an ear out next week, either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, when we will drop the big 2019 preview. And as always, thank you for following us on Twitter at David underscore Hassigan and at FBallGamePlan. For Emery and for the two of us, thank you so much for listening in. We'll be back with the big preview next week.